and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's football Friday. I'm meeting Coach Mack and Alema along for the ride today as well. 2050 East, 6200 South. We're here at the store. Come on by, take advantage of the 1280 deal, 10-inch wood-fired pizza, six smoked barbecue wings, a 32-ounce fountain drink. Lemmy, we were just talking about it. That is that is a ton of yeah, food for $12.80. I'm, I'm getting two of those to go to take for, um, you know, Frank Dolce, who does the games with me um, on on uh, on TV, the, the high school games, he always brings a ton of food to the games. Like, he's like, he's, he's amazing. Um, so today... I'm gonna I'm gonna switch roles with him. He still has to bring the the dessert though. Well, tell him charge him for it. Tell him it costs you like twenty five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Believe it, you're getting so much food. Yeah, and here here's the thing. One of these deals, twelve dollars and eighty cents. All that food, you can't beat that. No, nope. you, you seriously can't beat that. Uh, Coach Mack, I want to ask you a question. This is Gordon. This is something you and I have talked about uh, uh, quite a bit this week and and kind of uh, pontificated about. But Boise State. I want to ask you about them because they've had coaches come and go. They've been consistently good for, what, 20 years now. Exactly. Uh, and those coaches don't always go on to succeed at other places. Right. What have they, what have they figured out? What, why has well, they, that happened? They have a good, like, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I think. They, they have a really good system, a good, a good system of evaluating, a good system of evaluating daily, and, and, and a system – that stayed there, you know, going all the way back, you know, uh, 30 years ago. So back way, I mean, on before Peterson and 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 the success well, that they've had. Well, right? it, it go when back. you talk about the evaluating, like who is in charge of that then? Is that, you know, what part of the administration? Or well, they, the, they have a certain, uh, a certain thing they look for. And... You know, they're looking for a guy with an athletic IQ and an athletic background. They're looking for a guy who's played more than one sport. They're looking for a guy that's a gym rat. They're, they're looking for a guy that football is is important to them. In other words, it's an important part of their life. It's not part of it, but it's their, you know, usually if you recruit a gym rat, you got yourself a football player. Because the guy's lived in the gym his whole life, mm-hmm. he doesn't know anything any, any different. But but uh, so they're not necessarily gonna gonna get the five star guy, but they're gonna get a guy that that they they can figure out that they can get him to a five star guy. He's gonna get better. Yeah. And I think you make a great point. You know that might have been born out of this evaluation process. Might have been born out of knowing that they're not going to get the five-star guy. The five-star guy, at least, you know, they might land one one every 10 years these days, but there, there was a time there's no way you're getting a five-star guy at, at, at Boise State. So they, 
change the evaluating process. Say, okay, we're not looking for the five-star guy. Here's what we're looking for. So I'll give you an example. So I'm coaching an all-star game in Tucson. And so we have a D lineman from Boise on our team. And so he doesn't look like a couple of the other guys on the hoof. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like this guy or this guy. I'm saying, well, this guy doesn't, you know, he doesn't. Pass the eyeball. He doesn't pass the eyeball yeah, test. He, but I'll tell you what, he could play, you know, from day one. I mean, he walked in there, got his uniform. He didn't talk much. But I'll tell you what, every day of practice, he knew exactly how to practice. He knew the pace of, of what had to be done. And in the game, it was the same thing for him. And then I'm watching Dallas play somebody last week. And the D lineman, I think, from Dallas has been there for like five or six years, was from Boise. And the guy was incredible, you know. He And he doesn't get a lot of notoriety. But that guy, not only was he good, but he was a leader because they, they dumped about four of their D linemen after that one big loss, veteran guys. Because some of the veteran guys, they got money that's owed to them, and they're getting a paycheck regardless of what they do. And they might play or they might not play. But this kid from Boise that's in his fifth year, I mean, you watch him, he played every every stinking play. And he played every stinking play full speed. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of what's been ingrained with him within the system at Boise State. And so I don't care if you went up there 20 years ago and played him or, or, you, went, or you went up there 10 years ago or five years ago. You, you got a battle. Yeah. Go ahead, Gordon. So, Mac, I'm going to give you a choice, and you tell me which one you would pick. You're, you're starting up a program, and you want to make a difference there, kind of build a Boise State out of something that hasn't been all that great before that. And I'm going to give you either – you could have three great players, or you can have nine – Top rate your choice assistant coaches. Which well, one are you going with? I'm taking the players. So the assistant coach, even if you have to compromise on the coaches? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the players first. Unless, you know, if you got an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator that's extraordinary, you know, you, 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 want, you want those guys. But you can, you can, Teach assistants to be better, and you can teach them as you go along. If they're if they're guys who are who have been, but the the great players, you can you can build a program around a, a great player if he has the right attitude in the locker room, and is a difference maker every day on the field. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably take the player first. The reason I ask that is when we were talking about what Boise State has done and how they've maintained it through the years. It reminded me of when Lavelle first got to uh, BYU. And, and, I mean, when he'd been there a while, but once he became head coach, he uh, he had a string of really great assistants. That, yeah, he that, did. That made it a huge difference in what was happening. Of course, they, it didn't hurt that they had terrific players. <laughs> they had some good players, too. But I just wondered the difference that, you know, a Doug Scoville or a – you know, guys like that would make, uh, you know. Uh, well, Scoville, Scoville was really, really a, 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 
innovator, you know, and he mm-hmm. was, he was, uh, and uh, I don't know if he's, uh, if everybody thought he was a great guy, you know, because you you hear different things <laughs> about him, but it, he had a good, really a good mind for the game. And yeah, good, innovator it, in the West Coast offense type of, you know. Yeah, exactly. That, that, so, that was big. Yeah, that's what they did. They Well, they put a, they put a system in there and they kept the system for a lot of years. You know, so the system basically didn't change. You know, I mean, it was. I don't care if it went from from Doug Scoville to to Norm to Norm or to the, the guy who coached for the Packers for a long time. Oh yeah, Mike Holmgren. Yeah, Mike, Mike Holmgren, Holmgren was Holmgren. there too. Yeah. So when I, when I was coaching in high school, right, Holmgren Holmgren was was uh, he was coaching at at Oak Grove High School. Mm. You know, that was. 50 or 60 years ago, yeah. whatever it was, but, but, and then he kind of worked his way up because he was a kind of a quarterback guru guy, right? You know, I know was that, and and he and Lavelle were really close, and and the other guy that Lavelle was really close to was uh, was the quarterback guy that was with him for a little while, who who he and Lavelle had a great relationship for years. He was the head coach at SC for a while. He was he was the uh, he was the offensive coordinator in the pros for years. And he and Lavelle were always really really close and and, um, and he was on the Cal Poly plane crash. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so yeah that was um, I think Gordon when you asked that question, yeah, I think my 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 sense is that 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 answer might have surprised you a little bit, did it? That that, that it was yeah. it was players as opposed. To, now we we just talked a lot now about uh, about the assistant coaches, but um, I I got the sense that that response might have been a little bit surprising. I and I think probably surprising to most, it's surprising to me, um, coach. That 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 was your response. Um, that you take the players over the assistant coaches because, you know, you hear this, that you build programs with good assistant coaches. Um, and then, you, you know, there's sometimes there's times where you hear that the assistant coach doesn't matter what kind of football mind he has. I mean, your coordinators, obviously, but the, the other coaches, they just need to be able to recruit. So there's, I guess maybe when you think about it, you know, you don't want to underscore the importance of a of a good assistant coach, because the idea of a, a really good assistant coach can he get the most out of the guys that he's coaching? Mm-hmm. Can he make a, a a C player be a B player? Can he can he can he make a guy go the extra mile for him? And that's the importance of really a a, a good assistant coach. And then you can have a bad assistant coach that could take the players the other way because he's so negative mm-hmm. of what happens, you know, and he tears them down and never says anything good to them because pretty soon the guy just thinks I'm no good. So, uh, and so I've had bad guys work for me and I've had incredible guys work for me. And uh, and so, you, you're, you're, and, and I've been on staffs where, where, Guys were ne- didn't didn't hold up their end of the bargain, and they kind of, you know, they were looking for the next job already. <laughs> you know, in other words, they were there, but they were on the phone looking for the next job. 
So you got to be careful about when you're an assistant coach, you got to make sure you, you're hanging around with the guys that are there for one purpose, and the one purpose is to win for that head coach. Yeah. And you don't want to have another agenda. Like, you can look around the table when you're, when you're an assistant coach, especially if you've been around for a while, and you can figure out who has what agenda, <laughs> you know. And then the guys you want to spend your time with are the guys that have the right agenda and not the guys that have the wrong agenda because the guys who have the wrong agenda are always trying to weasel their way yeah. into the fact that I'm going to be the next head coach here. You know, and, and they got, and they become, the, like, I could, I, I remember one guy when I was at Arizona that, man, he was just, you know, he was just so far up the head coaches, you know what, <laughs> and, and, then, and then, and then, so he applied for a job at, at, a, at another school. And there were two guys that, that applied for the job. And so they called me and said, you work with both these guys. I said, this guy, absolutely not. This guy, absolutely yes. <laughs> and so it was easy because this guy was carrying the coach's golf clubs around, you know. And he wasn't doing the work, but he was doing everything he could do to satisfy what the head coach wanted. The other guy was doing the work. I mean, he was doing the grunt work, not saying a word, just doing his job. Mm -hmm. And that guy is still extremely successful. And I don't—I lost track of the other guy. But, hmm. but um, what you want to do is you—you want to have a guy that's going to grind, and you want to have people around you that you can trust, because you can't—you can't trust everybody that works for you, because. Everybody doesn't have the same agenda. Yeah, that, that's such a big part of, of building a winning program is finding guys. And Lavelle was able to do that because they had so many guys that stayed with them. His assistant coaches were with them for, for forever. I well, mean, Norm Child stuck around for a long, long time with offers to a lot of different places. I think of Coach Ramage on the defensive line who was there for many, many, many years. So you got you got to... Uh, you, 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 that's where you, you can say a lot about the LDS religion mm. because that's all part of it. Yeah. In other words. That loyalty. That loyalty to the to the school and to the religion is all part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and plus, Lavelle established a, a very stable culture. Right. You know, and, and at one time, they were getting every good LDS player that was out there, plus the Polynesian mm -hmm. players, you know. I mean, if, if you were getting recruited by the BYU at that time, <laughs> you know, it was like, hey, I'm been recruited yeah. by the BYU, you know, or I'm going to go to the BYU, <laughs> you know. But, you know, it it all changes because yeah. then the, the BYU gets a little bit lazy in their recruiting, and self-satisfied 
and then you can creep in the back door and start stealing players. Yeah, then a you're, guy named the Coach Mac comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just, take take your legs out from under you. Yeah, you get so, and then all of a sudden people say this. You thought things pretty yeah. good, and then they get into Pac-12, and then the shoes on the other yeah. foot. Then all of a sudden the U that used to be the University of Miami is the U the University of Utah. Yeah. So it all. What you know, happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and, and you know what? The funny thing is, when they got this Pac-12 thing, BYU should have been the other school, not mm. Colorado, because BYU makes a lot more sense. In other words, they make sense from from rivalry. They make sense from where they're located. Mm-hmm. They make sense because they're established in all their sports. Yeah, TV eyeballs, and and so the only negative I could think. Would be because of religion. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. Yeah, and that, and that that certainly was part of that that conversation um, when when people were scratching their heads and, and asking the question, you know, why not the BYU? What well, should what well, it should have been? You know, yeah. From a, when you look at it from a practical standpoint, and and I'm not a BYU homer in any way, you know, but you look from a logical standpoint, BYU's the 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 logical yeah. ad. You know, because they're good in every sport. They have a quality education. They have, you know, they have a really good foundation. They have a good reputation. Okay. Colorado doesn't have near what BYU has. So then, so then it becomes a political thing. Like, like. The United States. Well, which they couch in research institution, right? We, how many times have well, we heard that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. The, you're a research university. Right. And so then the, the college presidents make the final decision, I guess, about who gets what. Now, if Texas would have came to, to the Pac-12, yeah. there would have been no Utah. No. Because Texas would have named the other school that was coming along with them. Yeah. Because Texas had all the power, but Texas wanted too much. They wanted all the TV rights. They don't want to share rights. They wanted to call they wanted to call the shots. And then when they when when the Pac twelve didn't agree with the things that they wanted, they just moved on. And and basically are doing all that you just mentioned in the Big Twelve, calling all the shots and taking all the television rights and all those things. Yeah, yeah. because they got their own right. they got their own deal. The thing that always bugged me about the research institution thing, and Gordon, I don't know if this bugs you too, but you better believe if uh, what's that guy's name in Notre Dame, Jack Swarbuck. Yeah. You better believe me if he called the Pac twelve and said we want to join your league tomorrow. Oh, they, they, what they, do you think their answer would be? Well, we're adding one more team. <laughs> <laughs> it's one hundred percent the truth. I I have a question about about this uh, continuation of this. What do you think college football is going to look like five, ten years from now? Mm. Do you think these conferences will stay as they are, or do you think there's going to be major shifting? There's going to be major shifting because the, the, the people that have the power are going to get away from the NCAA and go and and kind of start making their own rules and doing their own thing. I can remember talking to the athletic director at Wisconsin and 
in in a hallway years, maybe ten years ago, and he and we're sitting there and we're talking. And he says, "We got to get away from the NCAA. They got too many restrictions." <laughs> you know, I mean, and that was just in passing. And I said, "Well, how are you going to do that? You know, we just you know, got to do this or do this or do this." So that thought is already out there that that at some point the power five people are going to take more control because they want all the money and they want all the they so right. so for you to be a, a part of the power five you know it gives you a huge up financially and every other way yep so do you think BYU will be a part of that and will Utah be a part of that uh, what happens will all the well, teams that are already in a p5 league be a part of that or will be some some of them be left behind well I think that all the ones that are credible you know within the structure will be the people that will move on and then the, the people that are are not credible will probably move down you know so and yeah and, the question is does that mean them moving down does that open the door for BYU to be part of well I think the BYU has enough credits yeah you know enough credits to where say hey these guys belong because they do belong well this this year this year is huge for the BYU because it put and maybe you know the COVID has been the blessing for the Cougars because it gave them a schedule that allowed them to do what they're doing. Okay, and you know, I mean, you, you, Let, let's you still you have a quarterback like Zach Wilson that that says a lot too. Let's say let's say but we're back to credible. Let's say BYU runs the table. Yeah, there's a good chance they're going to get in one of the good games, and then let's say they win that game. Or they play really well, mm-hmm. and and you know BYU already has a huge fan base, you know because every LDS person in the United States, whenever BYU travels, yeah. that's who shows up to the games. So I would I would say that they have, will have a a uh, a positive outlook just because of what they've done. Because they'll have something, they'll have something to talk about when they go to the table, mm-hmm. and and Tom Homo is well respected by other athletic directors. So he, so if he calls, they'll pick up the phone. Yeah, because he's not a pushy guy, but he's a good business guy. So he's not saying you do this or you do this or we'll do this. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those guys. He say, hey, look. Could you help us out with this? And this, we'll help you. And we'll help you out with yeah, that. With that. In other words, so he he understands the politics of his job, and uh, and so you know, and and um, BYU belongs. You know, they've earned they've earned the right to belong. Yep. So, All right, <clears throat> we're here at the store. We'll continue this coming up next. We'll get into Utah State. Uh, we have to talk a little high school yeah. as well before you guys get out of here. But we are here at the store, 2050-6200 South, and uh, we can talk about the pizza and the wings and the 1280 deal all day, and we'll hit on that. But, DJ, let's talk about the next holiday coming up, my favorite holiday, Ooh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Now, a lot of people excited. You know, every year we always have, you know, obviously we got tons of turkeys, amazing decorations. 
Gardens. You know, we have custom-made gift baskets, you know, for any holiday, frankly. But, I mean, we have a ton of really unique stuff in there right now, including these they have been really popular, these gnomes that Ooh. are really? themed to different holidays like we had these you know uh, halloween gnomes that had the pumpkins they were like little witch little witches and, yeah, love it. And, and now we have like these kind of fall which i like to see as like a thanksgiving and then we have christmas themed but we have a ton of amazing decorations you know we have um you know just so many cool so many cool things for people tell to me look, about and desserts tell me about desserts dj what do you like uh for for uh obviously for thanksgiving and i have a favorite custard pie is one of my favorites but you know, pies are big during Thanksgiving. What you you guys do a great job with pies. So we have June pies. Um, so we get those from Heber. Uh, in fact, um, our, uh, one of our guys uh, who drives up every Friday, Friday morning early, and gets about three to four hundred pies. We we pile them in a big truck, <laughs> bring them here, and we label them and put them on our shelves, and they're fresh. I mean, they yeah. are very good. It's a locally a locally owned. Um, bakery and these guys make their own pies and then we have everything from banana cream pies to chocolate pudding cream to uh, pumpkin pies which again takes us to Thanksgiving right uh, very popular they're taking orders very spe- you know specific orders and so are we so if, you, if you're wanting a pumpkin pie let us know and we'll We'll get one for you. So, awesome. and, and those are very popular around the you holidays. Know, I always show up at, at, at uh, Thanksgiving, and whatever the pumpkin pie is that's out there, and it's from a store, you know, at various stores, I always claim that I made it. It would be much more believable if I got my pie here where it, looks, <laughs> it really does look like a homemade pie. Uh, I think it would be more convincing that I can claim that I made the pie. I agree. I so, agree with that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be putting it in an order. So the biggest thing here is the quality of the food. Yeah. Yeah. Regard, Local. Regard, regardless of if it's Thanksgiving or, or anything else because, you know, we've shopped here forever. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you this, Coach. If you took a pie home and you said, hey, Vicky, guess what? I baked a pie. <laughs> what would she say? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> she, she wouldn't even. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so make your thanks, uh, Thanksgiving plans involve, make sure they involve the store. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I mean, you know, you love desserts. So yeah. we have Fernwood Mints. We have mm. Julianne Caramels, both locally owned and made. You guys, I mean, again, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. We love our local our local vendors um this is an important time to support and so support them yeah. by coming over and, and and buying their products especially this holiday and it's gonna be a lot of fun we're very excited thanks dj we appreciate thank you thank you all right it's the store 2050 6200 south we'll have more coming up next it is the big show on a football friday hey, that's a boom and that's 12, a boom <laughs> 1280 the zone i feel like i just seen the sun for the first time you make my life bright because you shine it's me and you baby it's all time i'm living my dream girl because you mine Breaking down the Utes, Cougars, and the Aggies. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's Football Friday here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, and Alema Harrington as well. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live at the store. 2050 East, 6200 South. Come on by and see us. want to remind you... uh, too about our friends at America First Credit Union. The Las Vegas Raiders Los Angeles Chargers game is this Sunday. It's brought to you 
excuse me, by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits. Now with the silver and black, learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. Um, we'll jump back into college yeah. football in, real, uh, in one second. But uh, what, do you, what do you think? Do you think the Raiders are going to catch on in this market? you think th- we're going to become a Raider so. town? I, I, you know, I, I do. And I, and I say that because we, we, we're, we're a football state. Um, we're a basketball state because of the NBA and because of the Utah Jazz. Um, but we have a lot of great football here. And so th- there's people I think that are, are just you know craving some NFL connection. Yeah. And for so many years, I mean, you think about it, um, we were we were it was certainly 49ers fans for a long time during the Steve Young years, um, and and even before with Montana and probably beyond a little bit. And we continue to be you know one of those those fan bases that that you want to support the Utah, Utah State, BYU player that's playing. Like last night, watching Troy Warner, um, even in that loss for, for them against Green Bay, Troy, Troy looked fantastic. He's so good, yeah. What a you great – Fred? Know. I'm sorry, Fred. Fred, Fred. not Troy, yeah. Yeah, Fred Warner um, just looked so good. And it was, you know, fun as a BYU guy to watch, to watch that. But I do think that um, – that it'll catch on. And it feels kind of weird because, the, you know, the, the Raiders are one of those teams that that you kind of love to hate. I mean, you were either Raider Nation or you weren't. And, and I don't know that we are a Raider Nation type of population. And so that to me is the... the the, the disconnect, at least right now, Gordon, to, you know, when I when I look at, you know, how is this team going to catch on in this market? Do you do you see any of that? Yeah, I know what you're saying there. And, I you know, I don't know how easy it is to connect to Vegas. Uh, yeah. But but it's I mean, a lot of Utahns like to go to Vegas and <laughs> yes. uh, maybe maybe, you know, yeah, I mean, I can see people glomming onto that here. Uh, and and I and besides, I mean, the Raiders uniforms are the best in the NFL, aren't they? That's true. That's, that's some of the best oh, in now. We're going to worry world about the uniforms. Oh yeah. <laughs> the world of hey 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 hey, Mac. You know, and, and Lemma knows this. When you yeah. look smart, you play smart, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I've seen some guys that look smart but didn't play smart. <laughs> <laughs> but they look good playing hey, dumb. Jesus, you look good. Kid. Hey, it's like hey, it's like it's like don't look at them getting off the bus because. They look really good. You know? <laughs> uh, let's talk, uh, Gordon. Why don't you lead us off on this conversation? Let's get back to the Aggies for a second. Uh, you know, yeah. I've been concerned about them through the first uh, couple of games. What did you see last night? Are you uh, jumping on that concern train as well? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I was already uh, wondering about him, and you and I have talked about it. But last night, uh, what they end up with? Two hundred and ten total yards. Yeah. Versus uh, Reno's five hundred and what was it? Forty six or something. Five 76, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. And, Mac, and I'm really interested in hearing your breakdown uh, because this team is hurting right now. Yeah, they, they and, and Gary will get them on the right track. But w- what concerns me the most right now is just the offensive production, you know, because they, they, their offense is going to have to be better to keep the defense off the field. You know, because yeah. you because you can't like this guy they had last night from the Batterino, you can't give the guy too many shots at you. 
because yeah. sooner or later he's going to dent you up because he and and that the little running back they had he played for me in the Hawaii All Star yeah. game about oh six years ago or whatever it was and so nobody knew who he was because he was a, kind of a short you know guy and. I'm saying, well, who's this guy? You know, he didn't look like he belonged in the game because <laughs> because we had all these other guys that were going to SC and UCLA and all these guys, but this guy was the best player in the game. Hmm. And I said, this guy's a player. Yeah. I said, where's he going? He's going to Nevada, Reno. I said, I said, well, nobody else looking at him. No, I think that was his only offer, but he he didn't. He didn't look the part, but I tell you what, he's he's a grown man now because he definitely looks the part now. Yeah, he's got. You know, I love guys like that that uh, have. You know, you saw it, and you saw it on some of his runs last night. Um, he's got that low center of gravity, no, and and you and you can hit him and hit him full speed, and he doesn't knock off balance. You know, he stays low, well, spins off of it, and yeah. able to stay on his feet. Yeah, he's he's a. And, and, uh, and he was a good player. And he went to a high school in Hawaii that's not known for Where, football. Do you remember what school it was? Well, it wasn't one. It wasn't like. So it wasn't Kapolea, St. Louis, Punahou. No, it, but it was one of the non, you know. Yeah. You know, like Roosevelt or one of those schools. Yeah. Where you really don't hear a lot about it. Except here's this guy, you know, with the long, kind of long yeah. hair, short guy. Looked, looked like he was probably a hundred and. 85 pounds at the time or 180 or whatever but i'm telling you what he was making people miss he was running over people i said that guy's a pretty good looking player and so 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 mac though how do you you said gary will get it put together how do you coordinate an offense that presently looks so poor well right now they're they're in a probably in a little bit of a panic mode in that in that uh Oh. They've lost three games and haven't improved a lot on the offensive side. And they play in a lot. I think they're playing a lot of man coverage behind, you know, the uh, the, the front. And uh, so it's it's obviously the offense has to be more productive, which they know. The the offensive line that's a good group of kids. They bet this is their this is their second year. You know the same group of guys, but then you change your whole system because you're not a spread offense anymore. Now you're a little more of a conventional type offense. I don't know the coordinator. You know so so you know I don't know what he's all about, and they have some good looking pieces. You know and. And uh, so I don't know. They got to do a really good job of self-evaluating what they're doing. And, and here's here's my concern when you're dealing with what we saw last night, Gordon, uh, on a football team. And this is where you know it, Gary's gonna gonna have uh, some work to do. Is that you start to get division within your offense versus defense, especially when your offense can't sustain drives and stay on the field. When the defense goes to the sideline after you know giving up a touchdown, say, and then after the kickoff, the offense goes three and out. Or let's say as a defense, you bust your tail to 
to put them in a in a in a, a punting situation. Somehow you get the ball back, and you finally get to the sideline after a ten play drive on def- on the defensive side. Your offense goes in, and they're in for a moment, and then they're back out again, and you're back on the field. You start to get a little bit of of uh, uh, this resentment. <laughs> Uh, on the defense towards the offense where it's like, man, just stay on the field. for. I don't care if you score, but give us a break. Yeah. You know, let yeah. us be able to rest on the sideline before we're back out there again. But you know? I'm starting to wonder. It's one thing for a coach to come come out and say we were pathetic or whatever, uh, you know, trying to light a fire under his guys and get them going. But Jake and I were talking about this yesterday. What do you do if your team is just not that good? You know, sometimes a team can play to its complete potential and still only win three games. And if you beat them over the head with it, it but, but you can't be better than you are, right? Well, maybe you, you know, you might have to grow into it. And you've got to be able, you've, you've got to be able to keep a positive locker room. You can't lose the locker room. Because if you lose the locker room, you lose the team. And so what they've got to do is, 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 is make the negatives become positives. And how you do that is it, psychologically it takes a lot. And it takes a lot of patience. And Gary is really, really a good uh, locker room coach and he knows how to handle and he knows what to say and he knows when to say it he's strategically he's kind of a he's he's got a good feel for what's going on and he's really honest about it i mean he's gonna tell you if you're doing this or you're not doing this so right now he's he's in a, they're all in a tough situation the the coaches and the players so, Lema, what did what did what had to happen to you to get for a coach to get the most out of you, and and well, what and, and how do you do that within the framework of like what Mac was just describing uh, a locker room that might not be uh, as positive as it, it might otherwise be? I mean, how do you put those pieces together? I find that fascinating. Yeah, for for me, the the benefit that that Gary has is that he's now now he's been there you know for for a couple of years right and so they the the players know him and the players respect him and so for me to get get motivated it had to be a coach that that I I had respect for that was um wasn't just ripping on me but but you could you knew and, and the players up there know that Gary Gary cares about them that you you know that the coach cares about you and is is doing this to get the best out of you, and so for for me as as coach is saying, uh, Gary is the kind of coach that can do this, like he can get his guys to to believe in in a situation where you know belief and and hope seems pretty bleak, and when you're zero and three and and uh, you're really struggling, but that's gonna it, you know sometimes it takes. Um, you know, a great week of practice, and then all of a sudden, just on in in sometimes it's a half a series, a, but hopefully a game, where everything comes together, the game plan, and and everybody is able to, you know, together witness 
oh, okay, this this is what we're trying to do. Because right now, you know, you can have all of the things going on in practice and, and coaches driving home their points, and then, then it's not materializing, so it becomes easy for players to stop believing. It's like, ah, it's like I don't have to listen to the coach. I mean, we, we, we did all of that, and it didn't work. So you you, you got to find some leadership within your group um, that that is you know as far as leadership meaning players that you can count on to 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 carry your message as a coach. But um, coach, I don't know how you feel, but I, I believe that Gary's got that capability. But it's going to take it's going to take a good week of practice, execution, and implementation, and then it paying off on the field, and then you can go okay. Now, that's what we're talking about. Who is their next game against, you know? Uh, let me double check. Um, Fresno State, isn't it? I think it is Fresno, Gordon. Sorry, computer here. It is Fresno uh, next week and then Wyoming. Fresno at home or Fresno? Home. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that the Fresno game is very winnable. I mean, I've, I watched Fresno on TV against uh, so, somebody a couple of weeks ago, and I – Maybe it was Hawaii they played a couple of weeks ago, but I thought they're they're okay. I don't think they're great. Hmm. I think they're they're, you know, they, they, I thought Nevada was a good football team. Nevada's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And San Diego State's very good, and and so is. So is yeah, you played the best teams. Yeah, yeah no, that's the thing is you played the best teams in your league now, right. and 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 you can look at that and 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 you know convince your players like, hey, you know we, we face the best in our conference. And that's where, where we're growing. And now we, we – this, and this I said this about, about them going into the Nevada game, that they needed to prove, Utah State did, that they, not Nevada, were the third best team in the league, Boise State and San Diego State being the top two. Now you go through the rest of your schedule saying, we need to prove to the rest of the league we're the, the fourth best team in the league, right? And and that that you know teams need to look at their schedule and say, well, you know, we got to make sure we're ready for Boise State, San Diego State, Nevada, and Utah State. So, so what what they need right now, regardless of who the opponent opponent is, they need a win. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care who they're playing; they need a win. Yep. They need something positive to happen, and kids to play well, and the kids to feel good about themselves. So that's what they need right now. They need they need a they need a, a a positive role, and it they got a, they're they're playing at home against a team that they can beat, and that they should match up with, you know, pretty well. And it's uh, and and Fresno has to travel to Utah State, and and so regardless of whether there's no fans in the stands or whatever. This is a game that is going to tell a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've, uh, we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. We are live at the store, 2050, 6200 South. We'll wrap up a football Friday straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
breaking down college football better than anyone else. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show, presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Look at our guy over here, Coach. I am stacked to the ceiling. <laughs> I can't believe, hey, Football hey. Friday, Coach Mack, Alema, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're here at the store, uh, 2050 East, 6200 now, if South. It, if it was Hans yeah. right there, it had all been free. <laughs> Get facts. That's, yeah, he, that's how hats work. He, he hey, would have. Yeah. Now you put your credit card yeah, right under. Because I and, like to support our local business. And you didn't. And you didn't ask for any favors. No. You just paid. But 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 if it had been hands, and say, look, you know, here's how I eat a thing. You know, I'd really like to take some food home to my family. They're really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy said, well, and they might not eat if we don't take says, a daddy doesn't says, bring home some and food. And I left my credit card at home. <laughs> you think maybe you think maybe you can cover me this week? <laughs> Hands, I'd love to defend you, but I, I just can't right America's now. Guest. <laughs> America's, uh, America's yeah. guest. America's America's guest. This money well spent right here. I'm ready to go. Well, uh, tell us, uh, tell us where you're going because you're taking that to Frank yes. and the crew uh, over there doing a little high school football tonight. Brighton, Timview, and Coach already made the statement that that Brighton is going to win and Timview is done. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of friends that are coaching that at Timview. That's an inspired team right now. Their head coach, his wife, uh, caught COVID. She was also dealing with leukemia, and they're playing oh my uh, just in uh, inspired football where their coach had, you know, uh, had to, to miss a, a couple of games along the way here in the playoffs. What? What? How is she? She's. I think she's she's doing okay right now, uh, but it's touch and well, go. Let's, let's just wish her yeah. the best. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, so we wish her the best in, in, in that battle, and it's been it's, that has really brought that community together for a football team that really is not that great. They got some good talent. Uh, Fano is an amazing player on the defensive side. But Brighton, they got the Barton kid, and their quarterback is a a true uh, two kind of double threat type of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, Timfew's got their hands full here tonight. But it should be a fun game, so tune in uh, on TV. And and then they got the... Edward, Edwards kid, the yeah. wide receiver, is a good player. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it will be a very good game. And the Tipview head coach is a guy that came down from St. George. Yes. Right? Yeah, he's a, he's a really good coach. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I want to say he came from out of state first. Yeah, but he, he yeah, was at Dixie was High a, School. Was he right? at Dixie High School? And then and then he took the job at Tipview when... Uh, when Kerry left, right? Kerry Whittingham? Kerry Whittingham. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. Kerry Whittingham stepped down, yeah. What's he doing now? Is he coaching he's, at all? He, oh, he still teaches at the school. Does he? Yeah, but but he, yeah, he's not he's not coaching. He's not coaching. Yeah. He had quite the run there. Yeah, oh, they yeah. had a real yeah. nice well, uh, between him, him and Lewis Wong. Yeah, yeah, and they won some championships and along the, the way. And, and the the guy who was the head coach before Lewis, yeah, who was the coordinator, right? What's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name off there, but but he stayed on as a coach long time. Good, um, really good coach. Yeah, I, I apologize, coach, because I, I know the guy really yeah, well. That's I can see him. In, I can see him right now. But, but so we got that game coming up, and then then uh, we got one more. I think weekend where we're here, and then then we're down in St. George for four uh, A and five A championships. Six well, A will be up here. Well, six A tonight is really good too. So so. Uh, American Fork is playing Lone Peak. No, they're playing. I think they're playing uh, East. I believe. Ooh, I think Ooh. that's the game. And then Bingham is playing Corner Canyon. Uh, Corner Canyon. Yeah. 
and uh, Sky Ridge. Sky Ridge. Sky Ridge. I love Sky Ridge. Yeah, they, they're a physical. They're a real physical group. And they play Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's, you know, I like. I've watched Davis a couple of times, and I and I like what they're doing because I think that that they've really got a pretty good football team. Yeah, but that they're they're in for a tough. Skyridge is 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 good. They're good. They're, so they're a physical, very physical football yeah. team. And uh, so, no no Utah, no University of Utah this weekend. But we got some high school oh, football to, a, to take care of you. Yeah, and maybe Gordon knows the answer. But okay, so you don't play the Arizona game. Do they reschedule that, or is that count as a? As a zero, it's or just a loss? it's just yeah. canceled. It yeah, doesn't count as a loss. It's just gone. So they'll only play six games. So they year. don't reschedule the game. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't have enough time. They didn't yeah, leave enough time. They didn't leave a buffer on a calendar. Yep. So they're 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 going to get the season in right under the wire to begin with. So there's no so, room for so error. So let's say Utah goes six and zero. Oh. Won't mean anything. Nope. Well, I don't, I don't not, know how they'll factor it into not, yeah, a conference I, title. Well, no, really I'll answer don't. your question. The answer is yes. It means nothing. There's not enough games. Yeah. Not enough. It's games. not enough games when when you have other leagues that are playing. You know, eight to yeah. ten. So even even let's say they they go they go six and zero oh in the South, and say let's say SC goes seven and one. Okay, so. Who does it go to? <laughs> I would guess SC. I don't know. We'd have we're gonna have to look into the rules. This is a new world for everybody, Coach. But uh, I mean, so not good. I mean, there's going to be some some questions uh, about that whole thing. Yeah. I love coaches like don't okay, take, Z, I don't know take D, that, DJ Bowlerjack with us uh, once yeah. again. How, how about that? I think Coach likes the, the garlic cheese bread. DJ, I'm glad you like it. It's good, isn't it? It's real good. Huh? Yeah, it's got a great taste. That garlic though, that garlic butter. Mm. It's amazing. Makes everything better. Hey, I'm doing the Brighton game. So you want to make a call? Brighton and Timp you? Ooh. Yeah. Coach is saying that that Brighton's going to win. And I know that you're in the I mean, I'm a Brighton guy. Graduated in 08. So I got to say my Bengals are going to take it tonight. Yeah. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. I can jump on board. We got two. (laughs) We got three Bengals and one. Yeah. (laughs) And one Timp you. No, I'm I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm calling the game. Oh, oh my God. Here we go. (laughs) Right, Gordon? This is right. when I. This is when I'm. I'm. I'm a robot, and I. I, I don't have any emotions. One way. Well, wait a minute. You spent. You spent a half an hour about Tempus players and who they are, and yet, hey, I'm non-biased. I don't have. And, and I got he, no horse in this race. And, and he didn't mention yeah. one Brighton kid. Oh yeah, they, they got the Barton kid, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, we want to get people down here to the store. 2050, 60. But you ought to see this awful kid. Oh my God, yeah. he he kill everybody. And, and they got this guy, and then and this guy, and this guy. So, and then the guy's a non-prejudicial guy. Uh, hey, you sound like a politician, bro. <laughs> DJ, I hope you charge the limit triple for all of that because oh. that's going to Frank Dolce. Hey, so. Oh, he got a lot yes, of food sir. here. Some of the best pizzas and wings, man. He's he's got he's he's all set for at least uh, dinner and lunch. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm ready to go. These these wings are amazing. You know, you go to some places and you get the little uh, you know just teeny tiny wing and. This, yeah. These are monsters. It's like a drumstick, but it's, oh, it's a chicken wing. Oh, it's it's it's. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I started working here, and I expected, you know, just those because the, the small, you know, I expected kind of the kind of the frozen looking ones. Right. You get yeah, it, yeah. The story, throw them in the oven or whatever, and and these are the opposite. These are 
They're just meaty, amazing, very hey. tasty wings, and people love them. Yep. So what about when, when Alema, you know, he's he's doing the game right. All of a sudden, Tempu does. Oh my God, Tempu just scored! Oh <laughs> then, then, then Brighton scores. Oh, by the way, that was a mistake by the. the right, yeah, right. He blew a coverage. You can see he wasn't in place. And Brighton <laughs> scores. Too so, bad. That's gonna be a fun game. Yeah, that's gonna so, be a good game. I'm hey, excited. So I, I'm gonna tune in, and then next week. I'm going to critique. <laughs> you do that, Coach, because I want to. I want to hear that. Hey, uh, and by the way, do something about your hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the twelve dollars and eighty cent deal, hey, PJ, going hey, on yeah. right now, and your deal tomorrow because it changes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Today till six o'clock, we're doing you know twelve dollars and eighty cents for any of our nine ninety nine pizza options, six smoked wings, thirty two ounce soda. Heck it's, of a deal. It's a great deal. So much. Food. Yeah, it's, it's it's you got hey. dinner ready to go for you if you're watching games tonight. Um, you know, oh, yeah. grab this and sit at home and you're ready to go. You're done. And then, and honestly, tomorrow we have a great deal, too. Um, you know, we're, we're not doing the 1280 deal, but we're doing something a little bit different. 20 wings for $20. Again, these are huge wings. Huge I wings. mean, it's a lot of food. Yep. And then um, any of our 999, you know, any, oh, excuse me, any of our one-topping pizzas or cheese pizza for 999. Um, and come on by, hang out with us. Uh, hey, awesome. you know, we're going to have both both hey. of our uh, ovens fired up and having a good time. Ready to go. It's nice that Bowler Jack's kid has a job. Yes, I agree. It's <laughs> very nice that he does. <laughs> Thank so, goodness. How about that? Thank goodness. So he's not living off his parents. He's not living off the, the old man. No way, man. No way. My dad would kick me out so fast. Hey, he's going to be here today, by the way. Where is Craig. He? He's coming down in the 5 o'clock hour. Good. Oh, he's going to come right. in. Well, yeah. hey. hey, DJ, DJ, I'm just wondering, one, one day... Uh, your dad is going to be known as DJ's dad, not not you as his son. I tell you what, Gordon, I, that, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, you looking hey, forward to that. Hey, are you are you DJ's dad? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh my that, god! You know that that, that, happened, that happened to me know, once. I, I, back, I was back. I was at a restaurant, and this woman behind the counter looks at me as I walked in, and she said, "I know you. I know you. You're you're." <laughs> You're Lauren's dad. Yeah. Oh my yes. gosh, my daughter. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was just it's such Lisa's an anticlimactic. Is bowler. <laughs> hey, hey, so hey, hey, so what I'm gonna do is for now I'm gonna say, hey, is we'll, we'll, we'll go with him first. Uh huh. And Bowler as an afterthought. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Hey, how's your, you, by the way, how's your dad? dad? Yeah, exactly. See. <laughs> by the way, how's your dad? Oh, what's he doing? No, I haven't seen him around. I mean, but you I see DJ all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's slinging hey, pizzas, hey, making it happen. I hey. see you guys a lot now with with our you yep. know, being here at the store. It's it's been great. It's awesome. It's been a lot yeah, of fun. I, it's been a pleasure having you guys and here. And DJ's quality. He's quality. Oh, thanks, Coach. That's Appreciate it. Yeah. That's nice and of then, you. And then we got Beth's ex-volleyball player out here doing the pizza. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Sarah. Sarah. Oh, Sarah she played. is unreal. She is an amazing chef for us. She works our deli. Uh, we got Shane that works our meat department. You guys have, you know, we, yeah. he does the ribs back there. Great we got yep. Don over at Gateway that does our deli over there. I mean, he's a five-star chef. These guys are quality and what's, quality people and, that do our food. And what's and the name so of our guy here. who's doing the pizza? This is, this is Tom. Tom. And you know the like garlic sauce, the the, the garlic that's butter his. sauce. That's his, his yeah. man. He, Tom, he made it yeah. and brought it to us, and we're using it on all of our pizzas. And it's so good. Oh, it's addicting. Yeah, yeah it they, is they, so good. They all do an amazing job. So, we're lucky to have them. Yeah. So what we have is the best store in Utah. Yep. The best pizza and 
wings and everything like that in Utah. So all you got to do is come to the store. It's really easy. Best remote ever. I said that on Twitter Perfect. earlier. Yeah, best, <laughs> best remote of all oh time. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a lot of stuff I shouldn't eat. Yeah. Well, hey. we, well, we have a good time. We have a great crew. And, you know, the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you guys, we have amazing decorations, amazing food. You can do custom gift baskets. You can come in and order turkeys. You can order briskets and steaks, whatever you want. We got it. Um, we're just excited for the holidays. It's a crazy time for us so we're uh we're looking forward to seeing especially with this year with covid no doubt you know what you know uh, as an essential business you know we, we've seen quite an interesting a huge such an uptick of people coming in but it's going to be interesting to see what the holidays look like yeah, and no seeing doubt. how people act with especially with how things are right now right so thank you dj we appreciate you of course thank you guys so, yeah. so dj appreciate if, you, it. if you see your dad say hello to him you know but but DJ is the man. DJ. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coach, thanks uh, for another great week. You, okay. You're the best. We appreciate okay. you. We already got rid of Alema. We, we... <laughs> he took his hair and went home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gordon my List, guy, coming up guy, next. My God, his hair was crazy today. How <laughs> did you say it was the wind? You know, kind of got blown around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what. TV guys in their hair. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.